Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Welcome to Women's Hoops and Talks, the what podcast, where we are elevating the voice of women in basketball. I'm Tara. And I'm Cassidy. Thank you so much for listening today. We've got a great show coming up. Our guest today is Kim Wara, also known to Blazers Twitter as at K-Dub in this club. Welcome to the show, Kim. Hello. Thank you. Happy to be here. We're excited to have you. So shall we start off with our traditional icebreaker? This one is a shout out. Well, it's not really a shout out. It's a hearkening to the future. It's about Las Vegas because I'm going to be there in a few weeks. And I believe I just learned that Kim is also going to be there too. So in yeah. honor of upcoming trips to Vegas, the icebreaker for today is if you could go to Vegas with a blazer or really any NBA player, who would it be? Who would like to go first? I'll jump in. Um, my first, I got to be honest, my first instinct was Evan Turner, but I think he's going to be spending way too much time in the high-end stores in Caesar's Palace. So I got to go, I got to go Zach Collins. Oh. Vegas local. So he could really just take you to all the, all the locals only spots. And, and I just... I think it would be fun to get a different perspective of Vegas because I've been to Vegas a bunch of times and I feel like I have a great tourist impression of it, but he would really be like, here's all the, the real spots that you need to go to just a real local dude. So locals only with a barely 21 year old. Yes. <laughs> I'm ready to party. <laughs> I'm thinking I could never, uh, I could never keep up. <laughs> How about you, Cassidy? Oh, yeah. I'm going to – I think Evan Turner was my first thought too, but I don't think I can keep up with Evan Turner. <laughs> um, so I think I'm going with the wine and dine aspect of Vegas, and I think I'd take CJ McCollum. Ooh. N- knows his wine, likes good food. I know Vegas has a lot to offer that I can't afford, so why not? <laughs> <laughs> that was he was my choice too because I figured there's like nobody else I could keep up with and I'm not you know I might shock you to find out that I'm not big in the Vegas party scene um <laughs> but I do think just for the exact same reasons you said that CJ would be really fun to go with because of his like food and wine knowledge and I know that there's supposed to be really good food down in Vegas but like I could ever afford it right I just <laughs> I eat at Panera, like, pretty much every meal while I'm in Vegas. Well, that's why you need a Vegas local <laughs> yes. to take you around to all the off-the-strip spots. <laughs> and I feel like there would be lots of spa time also with CJ and just, like, a lot of, like, self-care and me time. And I think, you know, there's a lot of fun stuff like that to do in Vegas that you don't necessarily think about, like, with all the partying going on. And I feel like CJ would have, like, the inside track on all that type, all those types of fun activities. Completely agree. <laughs> I agree. 
Well, you'll you'll catch Zach and I down on the floor of Excess Nightclub. Are, we, are you going to have glow sticks? Is that how <laughs> we're going to find you? Of course. Yeah, EDC or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I want to go to that party, too. Um, <laughs> so to kind of kick off our episode today, Kim, we'd like to get to know a little bit more about you and how you became interested in basketball and our Portland Trailblazers. Sure, yeah. So I... My family is from out of state. I was the only one born in Oregon. So nobody was ever really a basketball fan or sports person really, but I played basketball in um, middle school and high school. So I got really into the game when I was young and that was kind of pre like kind of pre jailblazers era, but we were good. Damon Stoudemire, we had Rasheed Wallace, like the Blazers were a good team that was kind of I mean, at the time, marred by all the jailblazers uh, shenanigans. But now looking back on it, I'm like, man, what? We were such a good team. And I think that kind of cast a, a bad shadow on it where it shouldn't have. But um, but yeah, so I think that was when I really got excited about the Blazers. And I've always just loved the community of Rip City and all the fans. And I think that since like I was my parents were never really into basketball and my family that I rely on the Blazers community to, that's why I love Twitter so much and all that met. I've met so many people on Twitter and just for the meetups and everything like that, truly the best fan base in the NBA. If I do say so. Absolutely. (laughs) Do you have any uh, favorite memories from over the years? Andre Miller dunking. (laughs) This is like the number one Andre Miller fan podcast. I swear. <laughs> oh my God. He was so amazing. I just, he was just still one of my favorite blazers. Dunking. He's like, just, oh my gosh. He's fighting Blake Griffin and getting ejected from the game. I mean, just all my favorite memories just surrounding Andre Miller in general. Um, but just, I mean, I would say this past season and obviously kind of a recency bias, but what a great season it was. I think that like, of course the Nurk injury um, really put a damper on everything to, you know, that was the worst thing ever, but what a great season. It just feels like the team was so special and everybody was so involved and um it just was so great and i'm like wow that was is that my favorite blazers team so far i i think it might be yeah i mean i think a a lot of people have really been talking about this being one of the most enjoyable years that they've had you know one of the years that i really liked was i was very sad when the blazers lost lamarcus aldridge to the san antonio spurs but I thought it was so fascinating the way that they rebuilt and that they we got so many new players to get to know. That's one of the things that I always enjoy is like, all right, well, like that's the first thing I do is when I find out who's coming to the team is go look them up and like go look up their, you know, the newspaper in the t- their high school hometown to find out like what they were saying about them when they were young. And right. I love getting to know new players. Oh, yeah. Who has been some of your favorite players over the years? Um, You mean besides Andre Miller? Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Let's bring it back to that. No, just kidding. Um, Brandon Roy. I I mean, he what he did for the team was just 
so amazing. And it was like a time when I think people really needed it. And he was such a great player. And I think that he was so endeared to the community that it was just so devastating when he had to leave basketball and with was riddled with injuries. But he will just still be always one of my favorite Blazers, um, just really at the top of the list, um, for sure. Of course, Dame's up there, um, Andre Miller, as I already, already said. But also, like, Clyde Drexler. I mean, come on. Rasheed Wallace. There's just been so many great, uh, great players in the past on the Blazers. But Brandon Roy was really, like, it was a time when I was really watching a lot of basketball and, like, first getting, it, like, into a, the Blazers Twitter community, I think, back then. So, um, so yeah, I would say Brandon Roy. When you played basketball, what position did you play? Center. Are yeah. you tall? I'm six foot, and oh, yeah. I, I've been six foot since I was in eighth grade. Oh, wow. So, I mean, but the thing is, like, I was never good at basketball at all. (laughs) Like, I'm, like, not athletic at all. Everyone was so disappointed. I was just, like, a draft bust. Oh. High school, they, they, uh, the coach, the varsity coach kept trying to recruit me my freshman year. And so I went and tried out. And they're like, ooh. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not, yeah, some people are just not. I'm very athletic and I am one of those those people I just can't jump very high like I don't know but I bet you had a lot of heart oh yeah it was so fun and like that I didn't like playing in uh like for my high school so I ended up playing in an intramural league and it was like the best time I ever had it was so fun to just kind of take the pressure that they put on you at high school and just play for fun Mm -hmm. more than anything else but yep so no signature moves, or did you have a signature move? Um, my signature move, move was just jumping, but only getting one inch off the ground. Uh, <laughs> everyone everyone on my team called me, including the coach, called me the Jolly Green Giant, which I'm actually insulted by, and I hope they're listening right now. I'm insulted. <laughs> that. <laughs> Did you have a, like a name that you wish that you went by? Something more intimidating. <laughs> <laughs> the intimidating green giant. <laughs> yeah, come on. But yeah, I just, cause I was not very aggressive and I'm like, we're just all having a good time. Aren't we guys? You know? Yeah. Well, speaking of good times, it is summer and summer is the time for playlists. So we decided that for this episode, we're going to put together our uh, NBA off season playlist. Volume one, who knows? Maybe there'll be a volume two. Depends on how much fun we have putting together this playlist. <laughs> <laughs> but I think we should start uh, like kind of league, like find some songs that sort of typify things that are going on league-wide, and then we'll zero in on the Blazers. So how does that sound? Sounds like a plan to me. Oh, all right. Well, should I start? Or does anybody else, somebody else want to start? Go ahead. Jump in for it. Start us all. Okay. Well, I'll get us started. So I think with the Anthony Davis trade that just happened – We've got a, f- a few sort of Anthony Davis-related songs. Obviously, there's a lot going on. But I want to bring up the Celtics 
because the Celtics, it looked like they had a really great chance at bringing Anthony Davis onto their team. They even uh, got the, you know, like they couldn't actually do the trade at the trade deadline. So they were lucky enough that the trade didn't, you know, that no trade happened that time. So they got to play out through the whole rest of the year. So that by the time um, the off season came around, they would have all their assets. And so it was like, okay, great. So they escaped, you know, one uh, near miss. And so now they're going to have, they're going to come into the season, you know, fully loaded to be able to go for Anthony Davis. And not only do they not get Anthony Davis, now there's all this talk about Kyrie Irving leaving. So it's like, and Al Horford and Al Horford. Yeah. So my song that I chose for them is uh, by the Dixie chicks and it's called there's your trouble. And the reason I picked it is because the chorus says should have all worked out, but it didn't. She should be here now, but she isn't. And I thought that just really characterized how things are going for the poor Celtics right now. I mean, I say poor because, like, you know, how bad can we feel with them with all of their millions of championships? But, yeah, should have all worked out, but it didn't. And I'll change the lyrics to say he should be here now, but he isn't. So that is my song that I've chosen um, for the Celtics. I like it. Great choice. Yes. Great way to start us off. <laughs> I you mentioned that we don't feel bad for, we don't feel that bad for the Celtics. No, so. we, I don't really feel that bad for them and all of their championships that they can just like roll around him for as long as they want. Uh, but I just thought it was such a great characterization of like, they had it all and then poof, like now they got, you know, they're, <laughs> they're it's just all blowing away. Well, speaking of Kyrie, <laughs> Uh, I think my song for what will Kyrie do has to be Brooklyn by most stuff because I think he is headed to Brooklyn. Uh, rumor has it. He, uh, packed his bags and moved out of his Boston house. And one of the leads said that they were headed to New York. So, uh, I think for this one, that's the perfect song. Uh, and I picked it because, feel like it just encapsulates so much Brooklyn. And I think that is really what Kyrie wanted to do was to be in New York and be in a big city. So we'll see if it happens. But that is what I picked. So I I was just listening to that song to remind myself of what it sounded like. And what I had mm-hmm. forgotten is that it starts off with the sample yeah. of a song about L.A. So I was like, this is brilliant because it yeah. starts off with it, um, you know, under talk- the bridge. Yes. Yeah. Which is like about L.A. And then it turns and goes the other direction to Brooklyn, which is, again, exactly what Kyrie Irving seems. I mean, you know, for the people in L.A. who thought maybe that he might be coming that way, it doesn't look like he's maybe necessarily going to go that way either. So, yeah. Well, on the other side of, of the Celtics issue, we talked about Anthony Davis. And with him going to L.A. to play with LeBron... How are AD and LeBron going to be getting along this next season? And their roster isn't totally complete yet. Um, but That's an understatement. <laughs> <laughs> Don't forget about Alex Caruso. He oh, is... okay. yeah. <laughs> Nobody count out Alex Caruso in front of me. <laughs> but they got those superstars lined up. 
So I chose for uh, for this song, Hit 'em High, the Monstars anthem from Space Jam by Be Real, Method Man, Coolio, LL Cool J, Buster Rhymes. And it was an, an anthem from the Space Jam movie, um, which you know had to come up. Uh, if we're talking about a playlist, I mean... Mm-hmm. The Space Jam play or the Space Jam soundtrack is one of the greatest summer playlists of all time. So I had to pick something from that. And I think that with Hit 'em High, it was one of the Monstars, if you're unfamiliar with the movie, which you shouldn't be because it's amazing. Swackhammer, who's the Danny DeVito evil alien, he is creating the Monstars, which is the super team that's going to be beating Bugs Bunny and his team and all of that. And uh, so I felt like that song was perfect because these are two superstars. Everybody thinks they're AD and LeBron. Everybody has the Lakers, even with, um, as we already mentioned, the roster not being finished or even close to finish. We just know that it's going to be AD and LeBron. <laughs> and, but already Vegas is like, the Lakers are going to win the championship in 2020. Like, all right. Do we even know who's on any other team? Like, who's, where's Kawhi go? Where, we don't know anything yet. Vegas is always wrong anyway, but. They said that when LeBron got there too. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then everybody's expecting the Lakers to, again, win it all and be so great, similar to the Monstars. But no, that's not what happens. You should watch the movie and find out. <laughs> You're not going to get any disagreement from uh, Cassidy here, I don't think, because like I don't know. I, we could have a contest to see who's the bigger uh, Space Jam fan. Right now. I love Space Jam. I tried to quote Space Jam in my wedding ceremony. Oh my, that's in, that's so inspiring. Thank you. Yeah, we did do a Go Blazers thing at the end of the wedding, though. So <laughs> it's not really a wedding without. Uh, without Space Jam coming up, in my opinion, so. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I got married before Space Jam. That's how long I've been married. <laughs> but um, we planned our wedding around game day because the Blazers were playing, I think it was, uh, let's see, it was April 28th, so it must have been during the playoffs, and they played the supersonics that day and so we like had an early wedding so that every all of everything in the festivities would all be over so that we could go watch the game <laughs> some of my friends that got married had that same courtesy i know right, right. <laughs> yeah i know sometimes when you get a wedding invitation you're like did nobody check the schedule like all these graduations and all this stuff that happens like yeah come on Nothing should ever happen during playoff season. <laughs> okay, well, I'm going to come up with the next song. Um, let's see. Well, I, I feel kind of bad because all of my non-Blazer ones are, like, kind of sad. <laughs> but I chose a theme song for the Knicks. <laughs> because, okay, I want to be super clear that I'm really sad about what happened to Kevin Durant. I... Um, I I would my guess is that with his injury I would think that he's probably going to going to stay put. I could be completely wrong, but it seems to me a lot less likely than it did 2 weeks ago that he's going to go to the Knicks and it seemed like the Knicks like had already like you know 
had all the uniforms printed up and were ready for him to arrive. And now all of that just seems to be completely up in the air. So I chose Tom Petty's Free Fallen to be their anthem because you just like, just when you think things are getting bad for the Knicks, then things just seem to get worse. So, so that's that's the my choice for their theme song. Well, to kick off more sadness for the Knicks, they did not get that number one pick they were hoping for. So, And we all know that ended up going to New Orleans. So Zion is headed to New Orleans for his first year in the league. And I think for a little piece of advice for Zion, I picked a song that I think he may need to uh, really let inspire him because there's going to be a lot of stuff coming at him the next year. And that's Taylor Swift's Shake It Off. Because there's going to be haters, and they're going to hate, hate, hate. <laughs> and they're going to be players, and they're going to play, play, play harder because they're playing Zion. So I think he's going to need to shake it off, play how he's going to play, be who he's going to be, and not let it all get to him. Because I think any tiny thing could be, you know, the biggest disaster ever in the media. And, you know, a rookie's going to have ups and downs. So my dice for Zion is to just shake it off. Oh my god. That is so perfect. <laughs> that is perfect. I think the oh, well we'll probably just talk about the Pelicans a little bit more later, but to get back to Kawhi, kind of mentioned it, but um what's what's Kawhi going to be doing next year? That's kind of the question circula- circulating the internet at this point. And I had to had to pick a song from Canadian power trio Rush. (laughs) (laughs) And there were so many. There were so many that I could pick. Turns out those guys were writing about NBA free agency this whole time, I'm pretty sure. Um, uh, But I chose Limelight. And that's because Kawhi, just he's such a quiet dude. He does not really, well, I think he has social media, but he's not active on social media at all it's he might have somebody that just runs it for him wouldn't really surprise me and in the song limelight they're talking about all how all the world's a stage you're just being under the scrutiny of everyone while trying to maintain your privacy and Kawhi doesn't really it doesn't seem like he really wants to be in the limelight he just is a guy that loves playing basketball as we've all you know and that's kind of what has endeared him to a lot of uh, fans, I think, is that he just is kind of unemotional. I mean, I said we all know that he's very unemotional and gets kind of that robot, uh, get, gets called a robot and all of this. But really, he's just a guy that loves playing basketball, just the love of the game. He doesn't need to be in the limelight. And I thought this was the perfect song to describe him. As far as what he's going to do next year, yeah, what I, do you think? I'm as much as I really want him to stay in Toronto for the city of Toronto and Canada in general, and also just because everyone loves him there, and also his relationship with Kyle Lowry, which I'm obsessed with now. Yeah, but I think, <laughs> but I I just really think he is going to end up in the uh, in L.A. But for the Clippers, I think he's going to the Clip- Clippers. What do you think he's going to do, Cassidy? Oh, I'm so torn. And I think 
I think he may stay in Toronto. I watched every second of that parade and I just, I think him and Kyle have a, have figured out to have a really good friendship, but also that playing relationship. And I don't know. I think maybe, maybe it's enough of an appeal, but I don't know. Having family in LA is a big, a big thing to him. So I'm leaning towards staying in Toronto, at least for one more year. I think he's going to go to L.A. to play with the Clippers because I think if there was ever anybody who was more likely to stick with the plan, it's it's just Kyrie <laughs> or it's uh, um, Kawhi. Kawhi. It's Kawhi because, you know, like the plan was that he was going to go to Toronto and he's going to play out his year and then he was going to go to L.A. Like, why would the plan change? <laughs> he just seems like so like I'm sticking with the plan. But I love so much the fact that he just swept in for one year and gave has basically given every other team in the league hope, you know, because mm-hmm. like the last time that had happened was probably with the Dallas Mavericks of what was like 2014, where they just like came in and they had this like one great year. And yeah. I just love the fact that one player could come in and like, so, I think so many, I don't know, I can't speak for other fan bases, but, you know, from Portland's point of view just watching golden state year after year after year versus whoever whatever team lebron was on it just everything felt so inevitable and uh Kawhi on toronto just like op- just it felt like it just opened up so many possibilities that we had forgotten about or given up on so i just love that i do too i i love that and that's why i just i really think that Kawhi. Like, it would just be nice for him to be there another year, I think. But regardless of what he does, what he did for Toronto, I mean, they're going to – it's going to be a standing ovation every time he plays in Toronto for, you know, the rest of his career, for sure. Like, I don't think anyone's going to be mad. I mean, it's just like, how often does that ever happen? (laughs) No matter what, he gets a statue. I think no matter what, he gets a statue. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I I'm I'm wondering like if that's what if that's the kind of like if the, everything goes right in LA, I feel like that's the kind of impact that AD can have. What do mm. you guys what do you all think about that? Cuz I'm just I'm not I'm not con- I wasn't totally convinced about Kawhi either, but then, you know, he very quickly changed my mind when I saw him actually playing and like how he fit so well on that team. So I'm at this point still pretty skeptical of Anthony Davis. I'm probably like the last person in the entire league who's like going to admit like, okay, yeah, he's really good. Like I get that he's really good, but I just can't get over the fact that he was in New Orleans for so long and they did nothing except for the one thing that they did was they swept the Blazers. But when you look at how long he was there and how many opportunities he had with his just incredible skill to turn them into a team – it just wasn't there. So I, I'm sort of in the pl- I'm in the place right now with Anthony Davis to L.A. when, you know, Kawhi went to Toronto and I was a little bit skeptical. So I'm a little I'm still skeptical of Anthony Davis, you know, having being able to change things that much in L.A. I think with like with LeBron, though, and I think I mean, I think that was the missing piece a little bit. I agree with you. I think that. Anthony Davis, I'm I'm surprised that he they that the Pelicans didn't do better. I can't believe nothing really happened with that. Except, I mean, obviously this last year was 
he didn't really play that much after, you know, January or February or whenever it was that he uh, started, you know, complaining a little bit. But I think that, I don't know, he's just such a top caliber player in the league right now that it's hard to imagine that between him and LeBron that they're not going to really get things done this next year. As much as I don't want that to happen, (laughs) it's, it's not going to. (laughs) <laughs> right right yeah. I I just think LeBron's getting a lot older and he needs more support than just Anthony Davis so I think a lot of it is going to depend on what else they can get because I don't think their current roster would get there so they gotta figure it out especially since they traded everybody and yeah <laughs> and the you know they don't have a draft really their draft is controlled for the next what Four Five years. years. <laughs> yeah. It's insane. That is, ugh, it's so much to give up for someone who is going to be available in a year. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah, I tell you, that franchise, man, never a dull moment, that's for sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we turn to Blazer related pieces now. Let's see. Whose turn is it? I've lost track of whose turn it is. Let's see. Kim, do you want to go? Sure. Um, let's see. I, the, the most important upcoming pressing thing is the Blazers defending their summer league championship. Yes. Yes. Matter of reach. (laughs) So I'm looking, I'm looking forward to that. They need some inspiration. They need uh, a theme song and that's what I've come up with. And who better than to inspire and lead the summer league team, then Dame Dalla. I had to include rapper Dame Dalla somewhere in this playlist for sure. And I think that um, the song Run It Up, which features Lil Wayne, um, I thought was a good one to just really inspire the guys and um, and just, yeah, get them out there to uh, defend their championship. And I think that having... Dame's inclusive leadership inspiring them through this song is going to really get the job done in Las Vegas. I can't wait until they're back-to-back Summer League champions. I yes. know. And then NBA champions. Well, yeah, that that naturally will, will come out of it. But I'm already getting ready for year three when we're all like, you know what? It's really hard to three-peat, you know? <laughs> I'm totally here for all the summer league takes. I get so much more into summer league. <laughs> I mean, superstar Amphrodi Simons just leading. I mean, I hope he just absolutely gets to dominate out there. Yeah. I mean, it might be a little embarrassing if they just like run <laughs> over everybody, if they just like destroy everybody in their paths. I mean, everybody who watched that Sacramento game, they were watching the summer league championship team. And like for anybody who doubted whether or not they were going to win that game, they were obviously going to win because they had the champion, the summer exactly. league roster in. Exactly. So, I mean, they've got, you know, they've got lots of playing time together. They've got, a bonding trip to Las Vegas and they probably had Zach Collins taking them around to all of his local (laughs) favorite spots. (laughs) I'm sure. Yes. Uh, Let's see. I have a Damian Lillard one, so I'll jump in. Um, This is uh, Damian Lillard's like summer training music. I think like the, the, what I imagine, you know, might be, 
be something that's motivating for him. I don't know. He probably doesn't listen to it all. But anyway, it's Under Pressure by uh, Queen and David Bowie. So first of all, it's like one of the greatest songs ever. Agreed. Such a great song. Um, but it really, to me, the the song, a couple reasons I think it really epitomizes like what we know of Damien Lillard. So it's about first of all, being under pressure. And we all know that the greater the load Damien Lord is carrying, the more excellent he is. And he takes on so much and he just gets better. Like, no, it's like you can't, you know, like he always talks about wood on the fire. Like you can't put too many expectations on this guy because he always, always meets them and rises to the challenge. So under pressure kind of uh, deals with that a little bit. And it also kind of talks about, you know, what actually is pressure. And uh, Damien had that quote from back in 2017, which was sort of came back up again during the playoffs run, you know, where he talked about pressure as the single mom who's trying to scuffle and pay her rent. We get paid a lot of money to play a game. Don't get me wrong. There are challenges. But to call it pressure is almost an insult to regular people. And then, like, Kevin Durant brought that up in some of his interviews. And so I just think the song Under Pressure kind of hits at Damian Lillard and who he is, at least for the Blazers, from those two different directions. So I'm actually, as soon as we're done, I'm going to go listen to the. I've listened to, like, three times already today. And I'm just like, this might be my song for the summer. <laughs> I love it so much. And it just makes me think of, you know, how much how much is it at stake going into next year with this tiny little window or maybe large window opening, depending on how you look at it and like how, how many teams are going to be trying to get through that window. And if there's anybody who can, you know, uh, surpass all expectations to get through it, it's Damian Lillard in my mind. Yeah. I Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Cassie, do you have a summer blazer-related theme song? I do. And I think, speaking of pressure, there's another guy on the team that's been under a little bit of pressure, and that is Myers Leonard. So I think his summer workout hype song has to be Here Comes the Hammer by MC Hammer. <laughs> um, I just I just imagine so many MC Hammer songs yes. being something that Myers listens to. Um <laughs> Or, like, that's the music that plays in my head when he's having an amazing game. Um, and so I think it's just maybe my Myers playlist to myself. But I feel like he'd appreciate it. And uh, part of the song goes, here comes the camera. Yes, this is a mission that I'm on. And I feel like Myers is on a mission. He showed a little bit of that in the playoffs. And I hope we get to see a continuance of the mission. So I hope he's listening to it all throughout his summer workout. So he can show us the hammer. And I hope he's not spending too much of a summer uh, on the Twitch stream playing Fortnite. <laughs> I think he he does that, but he seems like he always shows up at the tournaments with the hammer. Yeah. <laughs> and he's also actually always working out. So he actually needs, he probably just needs a break from that. So it's good he, that he has Fortnite. Yeah. He's <laughs> really leaning into the hammer thing. I know. I'm here for it. <laughs> <laughs> He's going to show up to Summer League with the, that giant hammer. I know. You know like, it. 
like he's gonna hurt somebody. <laughs> like, what if he's like Anthony? Go get me my hammer, and Anthony tries to pick it up, and it's like it's so heavy, and he like f- drops it on his toe or something. I just, I'm a, I'm just a little bit worried about that hammer. I think it's it's fun and everything, but I just I don't want anybody to get hurt. Like, is it too heavy for the team plane? Like, I just, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's got to be. They probably have to store it below mm-hmm. in the cargo space. Yeah, yeah. How is he going to travel with it, you know? You need a travel hammer. Yeah, you need like a lighter version. Maybe he has one that's made out of styrofoam that he... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> maybe i wonder if that's like really the hammer that he's i'm sure myers wouldn't like lie to us like that he would like not have you know a fake hammer but i think you're right a travel hammer might be in order yeah that might be good kim do you have some other um any other uh blazer related theme songs yeah so um so we don't we still just don't really know too much what's going to happen this offseason in terms of the Blazers. Um, but one thing that's kind of just a shadow over everything that we do is our luxury tax issue. I chose uh, Notorious B.I.G. Mo Money Mo Problems. But really, it's that we've spent Mo Money and now have Mo Problems. You know, <laughs> Maybe it's no money. No problems because we just have all these big contracts and it's kind of complicated what our offseason moves can be with, you know, not a lot, not a lot of money we're working with. Um, but I mean, they were willing to go into the luxury tax tax, I believe, when we picked up uh, Rodney Hood and uh, Cantor and, all, and them. But we'll see. I I'm not really I don't even really have any predictions. Um, so maybe you guys can jump in on Blazers offseason. Because I just, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen. And it's because I don't want them to really shake up the team too much. I'm I'm kind of in that like sentimental period where I'm like, we need to sign everybody that we had the same at last, <laughs> save as last season and change nothing. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I think it's, I, I'm not a good judge of, of what's, what's the right thing to do this off season. I think you make an excellent point about it really. Um, the mo money mo problems it all stems from 2016 when suddenly all the teams had mo money right yes. it's the year that everybody went out and gave a bunch of like super ginormous contracts including the trailblazers and that is what you know everybody points to and says you know this is why we have these giant contracts cuz they went out and spent all this money in 2016 so i think it's a very apt song because Right now, Mo Money, Mo Problems has, like you said, turned into No Money, Mo Problems. But, um, yeah, in terms of what the Blazers are going to do, I mean, Cassidy, do you have a thought on who you think the most likely uh, free agent that the Blazers are going to resign is? I mean, it changes daily for me. (laughs) I'm leaning towards it being... Oh, I don't know. I really don't know who we're going to sign. I think that out of the, our free agents, I think, I don't know. I just want to keep them all so badly. I, I this keep is so home. hard. But you can't. You can't. We ha- they they uh, can't. They've ordered it. It's, it's so hard. And that's why, like, every day I'm like, who's it going to be? And I, I think about it in terms of 
you know, okay, well, what they really have is a need for a short-term center. And mm-hmm. and as Cantor just like fit that bill so well, could and you know, maybe that he would be okay not necessarily taking less money, but taking a shorter term contract. But that would of yeah. course also mean they would have to like do a bunch of other money stuff to make sure that they would have enough money to pay him. Aminu is the only person that they can actually go over the cap to sign but in terms of what they really need i mean he's been super i mean look at me talking right the biggest aminu appreciation society member ever but in (laughs) terms of what they really need looking towards the future if you're talking about signing someone for multiple years i don't think that he is what they need i think somebody more like rodney hood is what they need yeah um so yeah like i said it's a daily thing i don't I have I have no idea yeah. where they're gonna go. And I think Mo Money More Problems is the is a perfect song to describe that. <laughs> I also think Al Horford being on the market is an interesting thing uh that the Blazers may need to look at. Yeah, they'd have to they'd have to really do mm-hmm. some uh tricky work to make enough money. Yeah. Um to have enough space. But that's the other thing that is gonna be so interesting to see what types of things uh, front offices do this year because on you know in some in some cases it might be there might be some role players who are signed to teams that ended up with it like so mm. the Knicks are a team who created all this cap space expecting to have Kevin Durant come but if Kevin Durant doesn't come because he decides to stay put you know with his injury and everything the Knicks now have all this space so they could go out and way overpay for somebody and then kind of skew the market. So, you know, it's, it's going to be fascinating. I can't wait to see what happens. <laughs> Draft night is going to be crazy when it's right around the corner. Well, yeah. and even like with the Blazers bringing in people for, you know, working people out with the draft upcoming and all of that, they've just been really bringing in, guards Mm -hmm. so that is kind of making me feel like okay if we're not looking for you know bigs then i mean i'd like to see us keep canter as much as possible just because i think myers still i i'd like to just have the myers canter you know we can't just have you know it can't can't just be myers and collins and scal yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's yeah. just, that's just simply not enough. I totally right. agree with you there. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, yeah. Oh man, I can't wait till Nurkic comes back. I know. We, we didn't come up with a song for Nurkic. Oh, I feel so bad. Oh, we, we can have an entire playlist dedicated I, to Nurkic. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. If anybody thinks of one in the next few minutes, I'll go and give another one. And then if you think of a Nurkic one, <laughs> definitely hold on to it. I thought of one for Mo, E.T., and Aminu celebrating their incredible jaunt through Europe, which we were lucky enough to watch on Instagram. Those three traveling together was like, I could not get enough of it. And I just thought this would be the best trip ever. Um, They went to business school in Milan. They went to Paris. I can't remember where else they went, but it was just like... Barcelona. 
Barcelona, mm-hmm. Spain. Okay, that's right. They went in in front of that uh, that cathedral. I don't know if they took in a World Cup game or not. I don't think that they did. But it was clearly a road trip that we all like. We're just so lucky to even, you know, be uh, to able to witness because like, I mean, can you think of a better traveling combination? I mean, the steam room mafia goes on the road. So <laughs> in honor of wanting to see more of that content, my song for them is On the Road Again by Willie Nelson. <laughs> I love it. Because I just I want to watch them on the road all summer long. Yes. I know, more road trips with the Blazers. Take us with you. I know, and the summer is young. <laughs> although with guys, let's see. Well, I guess it's Damien and CJ are going to be playing in the for Team USA. And I don't think there's anybody else on the team right now who's playing for any of the other international teams. I mean, Nurkic would be. Oh, and uh, Chief is going to be playing mm-hmm. for Nigeria. So there's... There's a, I mean, there's all kinds of opportunity for road trips. I, I also couldn't think of a good song for uh, Terry Stotts for the summer. Like, what do you guys think that he does during the summertime? I like, I actually like typed in like Terry Stotts classy music, <laughs> Terry Stotts <laughs> rock and roll to see if like anything came up, just some sort of weird random like Google results, and all it was was just him in press conferences talking about Damian Lillard. <laughs> I just imagine him sitting by a campfire listening to somebody play the guitar. Because mm-hmm. I I know he likes to hike, so I feel like hiking might be part of that. Maybe like hiking, a campfire yeah. song. Yes. Uh, like Home on the Range. That's the only one I can think of. <laughs> I went a totally different direction when you first mentioned that, which is, I mean, maybe Personal Jesus by Depeche Mode. Oh, (laughs) tell me more. How did that, how did that uh, image pop into your head? Well, just Terry. I mean, he, he's just making things happen for our team and we're, we're, uh, he's someone to hear our prayers. He's someone who cares. He cares about our team and he cares about the fans and he's just a good dude. I am noting that and we're going to add it to the playlist. (laughs) I mean, don't read too much into the lyrics, but yeah. (laughs) (laughs) not everything can be about a lyric and Depeche Mode's kind of dad music so I feel like (laughs) I feel like he'd be into it maybe oh my my 90s new wave haircut hurts hearing you say that that's (laughs) dad music oh well I love it parachute pants are so disappointed (laughs) wait parachute pants aren't in style anymore (laughs) I love Depeche Mode, and I picked a song from Rush, so I, I'm cornering the market on dad music at this point. So. <laughs> All right. Do we have any last songs to share for our uh, summer playlist, Volume 1? I think that's it. Okay, I have one. This is for all Blazer fans, and... It's just to get us all prepared and set expectations for the off season because I know we always all have lots of hopes and dreams. I, for one, was somebody who was heart holding in my heart hopes that Anthony Davis might somehow end in Portland, and it did not happen. So I've already been saddened one time, and I think it's probably going to happen many more times because I also. <laughs> 
totally love Admiral Schofield as a draft pick, which probably means that he'll never come to Portland. <laughs> With that in mind, for all Blazer fans, I will dedicate you can't always get what you want. But if you try sometimes, you'll get what you need. Because I think if any year proves that, it was this last season. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's the perfect message. And what you need is Damian Lillard. (laughs) (laughs) What you need is, yeah, Damian Lillard, who can get everybody else around him to do what needs to get done. So even though we're hoping for all this other stuff, they're there putting in the work, doing their jobs, and doing a really great job with it. Okay, well, I think we have the beginnings of a great playlist. So I'm going to go ahead and get on YouTube and turn that into a playlist. And I will definitely share that with the podcast so people can subscribe to the summer playlist. Um, Well, Kim, thank you so much for joining us today. This is really fun uh, to talk basketball and, you know, talk music. Do you want to tell folks how they can follow you on Twitter? Yes. Yeah, I'm on Twitter at... Uh, K-Dub in this club, K-D-U-B in this club, um, like the Usher song, Love in this club, uh, which, you know, maybe that should have made the playlist. But yes, I'm on I'm on Twitter too. At, at K-Dub in this club. And uh, yeah, thank you so much for having me on. This was so fun. And it's always fun talking Blazers with people from Twitter and people out in Rip City. So really appreciate it right on well we are super glad you were able to make it so for people who haven't already subscribed to the podcast you can subscribe to the podcast and the blazers edge podcast feed so wherever you go to for your regular subscriptions subscribe to blazers edge and every time a hoops and talks podcast comes out it will show up in that feed Cassidy, do you want to take us out of here Yeah, that's going to do it for this episode of the Women's Hoops and Talks podcast, the What Podcast. You can find Tara at TCB Biggs with two Gs, and you can find me, Cassidy, at Cassidy Gamut on Twitter. Uh, And we love email. You can email us at um, hoopsandtalks at gmail.com. We love emails. People should totally send us icebreaker ideas because we're going to run out of ideas pretty soon. Yes, please send us your icebreakers. My brain hurts. (laughs) Awesome. Thanks, everyone, for joining us. We'll talk to you later. Bye.